We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on, and he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem, and he said, I already know what you're gonna say. And I said, well, what am I gonna say? He said, you're gonna say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's gonna be some good that's gonna come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Did hey, ladies and gentlemen. People were asking me about doing a good part two over what has been going on. Since a friend of mine even was texting me up and goes, as your podcast of a couple months ago said, what would Jocko say? I responded back, good. Is it good that everything's this going on? You know, knee-jerk reaction? No, it's not good. Japanese Catholics went for how many generations with just basically baptism? How many of our brethren in the history of the church went without sacraments for quite some time. Are we any better? We talk about Fatima, Lourdes, Good Success, Akita, Leo XIII's vision of the 100 years. Shouldn't that been, hey guys, this is a warning, what's coming on? A little heads up type deal. Uh, instead of, hey, we hear it, we know of it, but then when it happens, we lose our minds. Shouldn't that be like, okay, this is what was called for almost every other decade. This was a message coming down. We should know that it's coming. We should prepare for it. We should be ready for it. And when it hits, we'll be prepared and be able to persevere through it. Instead, I don't see anybody online going, blessed be God. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Job, blessed be the name, blessed be the Lord. Uniformity to God's will. St. Alphonsus. Anybody reading that? This Shouldn't we look at this as God's will is being done? may not be as positive will, but it's being done. What do you do about it? Do you, hey, I had a person text me up. What do you want us to do? You want us to write Rome? Do you want us to write the bishop? Do you want us to you know try to get these bishops removed? You guys, some people think the church is a democracy. You vote a bishop out or something. What happened to prayer, penance, sacrifice? If you have the sacraments around, go into the sacraments as much as possible right now. So that when it does get taken away, or if it, if it does get taken away, you can, all right, I can still go, go through. Not somebody that doesn't go but once a month, once a week, 
and then complains when the rest of the week gets taken away. I go to, we go to confession and the line is, you can walk right in, walk out. It doesn't take but 15, 20 minutes. It's, I never have to worry about 10, 15 people being, we should worry about a hundred people in line every Sunday, every, every Saturday or every day. There's some parishes that have every day and there's one or two people show up. Maybe. Are you taking advantage of those situations you have right now? Doing penance? Are you doing the sacrifice? Are you offering it up? You know, G.K. Chesterton wrote in that book, What's the Problem with the Church? Or somebody wrote him after his book, and he goes, Me, I am. The saints would say they were the worst people in the world. I'm not trying to make him myself anymore. I used to write on my baseball hat, you suck. Just to remind, if I got a big head, you're not that good. We used to, I remember guys, we played at USC Aiken, and guys was acting like they were the 27 New York Yankees. And I remember joking, guys, you are at the University of South Carolina Aiken. This is not the New York Yankees. This is not the Boston Red Sox. This is not even LSU. This is a Division II team. You know, humility. Where are we? You got we we are great at going on Twitter and slamming priests. I know people that will go, this guy, this priest sucks, this bishop's terrible, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, blah, blah, blah. They never look at themselves. You think of you think of sports. I keep bringing up sports. Why? It's very relevant to this. In sports, you learn a couple things. Teamwork, you have to rely on others yourself. Golf, individual sports especially, golf, bowling, etc. You can't blame other people for your own actions. You can probably try like in bowling, maybe blame the oil on the on the on the uh, lane. Then you adapt. You figure it out and you adapt to to win. Golf, maybe you get a breeze, maybe this maybe the uh, the, the it's too fast for green, etc. You adapt. You figure it out, you adapt. In team sports, if you lose the first thing that happens, coaches look break down film. They will blame the other team? No. They give credit to the other team for taking advantage of the situation. They did this right. They did this right. We we screwed up this, and they took advantage of this. Then you break down your own team. And what can you improve on? And how to improve so that next time you can be better and you don't make those same mistakes. I see. You also see that with guys. No one can take any kind of criticism online. When they do, they get upset and they splash out. They call names. It's the opposite of charity. And then what happens? They might block you or something. They fight. In sports, what, hap what happens if your coach gives you grief on the field, on the court? You either get mad and quit or you improve. They're getting on you to improve. Iron sharpens iron. Everyone talks about that. Until it happens. And then we turn into butter. Iron is supposed to sharpen iron. That doesn't mean you get criticized terribly and then lash out. I mean, talk behind other people's backs and such either. They know us by how we, their, their charity, they say. The followers of Christ. St. John Yudes, quote, the most evident mark of God's anger and the most terrible castigation he can inflict upon the world is manifest when he permits his people to fall into the hands of a clergy who are more in name than in deed, priests who practice the cruelty of ravaging wolves rather than the charity and affection of devoted shepherds. They abandon the things of God to devote themselves 
to the things of the world and in their saintly calling of holiness. They spend their time in profane and worldly pursuits. When God permits such things, it is a very positive proof that he is thoroughly angry with his people and is visiting his most dreadful wrath upon them. Do we look at that and say, oh, it's me? Do we take ownership in the situation? Do we blame others? Again, do we go, well, this priest, this bishop's terrible. This bishop sucks. This priest is bad. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, woe is me. Or do we take ownership of it? Look in the mirror and say, well, how can I become better? Am I praying better? Am I going to adoration more? Am I saying the rosary as best as I can? Do I will to become a saint? Am I reading, spiritual reading? Stop reading about the problems in the church. Everybody and their brother knows about the problems in the church. Stevie Wonder can see the problems in the church. Read about the great holy saints or people that have gone through this problem back in the day. Find those books. Loretto Publications has them. Mediatrics Press has them. Sophia has them. I got a whole list on the Catholic Business tab of all kinds of publication, public, uh, publications out there. Check out the old school books. Read them. The historical books of the church. The Cadaver Synod, where a pope put a former pope who was dead on the seat to judge him and stripped away all the faculties of the priest that he ordained. And then the next guy reneged that. And the next guy reneged that. And the next guy reneged that. I told that story to somebody who had no clue. Goes to the traditional mass. Had no clue about that story. She was blown away. She's like, you telling me that stuff like that happened before? We don't know the past. We don't know the history of the church. Hence, it brings up the fear. You have knowledge about the history of the church. Fear. I am not worried one bit about what's going on. And that's not trying to say I'm better than anybody or I'm holier than anybody. Someone asked me, are you worried? No. For them to get rid of the old mass, they have to squash the internet, scrub the internet, and kill us all. And how old are these people that are pushing it, pushing what's going on? They are pretty old. They are not going to live for another 50, 100 years. Relax. Keep your joy. We're in the Christmas season. You should be joyful. <laughs> Have some joy, darn it. <laughs> be joyful. Those that pre I told you about the uh, bishop with uh, uh, St. Uh, Theophane Bernard. Three cheers for joy anyways. His, all his priests were getting killed. And he would say three cheers for joy anyways. St. Theophane took up on that when he was thinking he was on his deathbed. Well, three, joy, three cheers for joy anyways. And we talk about being church, the church militant. Fight. Was it St. Anthony was getting brutalized by demons. And he asked God, where are you? And our Lord apparently said to him, I wanted to see how you fight. Think about that for yourself right now. This is going on. We got turbulation, all kinds of uh, problems going on. How did God wants to see you fight? What are you gonna do in response to this? Yeah, one or two. You got two. You got a couple options. You lose your mind, go nuts, lash out, show how. I had one guy who say he wanted to punch me out. That's yeah. You know, we're doing good. Where's the inner peace? The joy? Are we going to show joy during Christmas during this time? Are we going to make this the best Christmas midnight mass you can go to? Just like that one priest that a sermon after TC came out that one time. This is, I'm going to say this is my. This might be my last mass, so I better make it worth it. Well, that's 
every mass you should be at or say should be that way, right? No, no, no. You're supposed to hear it. Hey, I just said I like to listen to it. No, 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 no. There's a difference between hearing and listening. So are you listening to the sermons? Are you listening to the education you're getting from the priest? Or are you hearing them and letting them seek inside you and really change, motivate you to, to improve? I thought this was a great uh, thing that Jordan Peterson explains on here. How it gets to the point well, where... Well, th things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach, I, if I encroach on you and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever. And before you know it, you're going to be back three miles from where you started. And you'll have done it one step at a time. And then you'll go, oh, how'd I get here? And the answer was, well... I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone, and you agreed. And so then I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again, and you agreed. And if anybody's interested in this sort of process, and this is a horrifying book, if you want to read about how this process works, you can read a book called Ordinary Man by Robert Browning. And Ordinary Man is about, Browning was interested in how the Nazis trained their, 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 they, how they train people to kill, basically. And so Robert Browning studied this police battalion. It's a very interesting book. So these were... So anyways, just like you could do that in society where we see today, you see that with the church. You get pushed back, pushed back. Where's the line? Where's the draw in the sand? And what do you, how do you fight back? Again, prayer, penance, becoming holier, making better uh, communions, better confessions, etc. Being a better person, living charitably. Let them see your hope your joy, your charity. Yelling and complaining is not it. It will not make things better. Again, this isn't like they're taking it away and running with it and, and never coming back. All we have to do is keep our heads down and persevere. Again, these guys will die. But we get pushed back a little bit. We get pushed back. It's that whole Star Trek thing. You get put blow up the darn ship. No, we always retreat. Just like I made in the last, uh, the last podcast about we're always on the defense. The bombs are always coming at us, but we do nothing pre, uh, prevent it. We don't do anything on the offense. We're waiting for everything to drop. It explodes. And then we try to pick up the pieces afterwards. We're never on the offense. The worst thing you could think you could do, as they say in the military, is being on the this side of an ordinance coming at you. You have no idea where it's coming. You don't know where you don't know where it's landing. I mean, and you don't know what it's going to be. You don't know how bad it's going to be. So get on the offense for a change. Drop to your knees. Get some cow. Make your knee. Have your knees start hurting a little bit while you're praying. That you're praying that much. That like they they used to say about priests. They'd have checked their knees when they left uh, 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 prison detention centers because they knew that that was a priest because they were praying all the time. And the guy that may be trying to. Uh, pretend to be a cleric wasn't and i know people that uh, get on me for putting uh, too much jocko on it would you secular people to bring out what we need to be well how we need to uh we can turn it into uh catholic ideas so what the what is discipline? does discipline really mean you know besides waking up early and how do i employ it to all aspects of my life what does it really mean 
Yes, discipline, it, it, it does start with waking up early. It really does. But that is just the beginning. And I always say that discipline is the root of all good qualities. But you have to absolutely apply it to things outside of just waking up early. It's it's everything. It's working out every day, making yourself stronger and faster and more flexible and healthier. Discipline is eating the right foods to fuel your system. You can translate this, what he just said, to uh, going to communion, going to, going to Mass every day, having the discipline to get up early if you have a Mass nearby and going. No excuses. As another one says, excuses are lies. Everyone's got excuses. You can have an excuse for everything. Enough with the excuses. Do it or do not. It, it's about disciplining your emotions so you can make good decisions. It's about having the discipline to control your ego so your ego doesn't get out of hand and control you. How many of us on Twitter or Facebook or any social media does that? How many people talk bad about others behind their backs, lash out at people on, on Twitter or Facebook? Tell me that that's a Catholic thing to name call everybody just because they corrected you. How come we can't maintain decorum online? How come we cannot argue like men? Why is the backbiting and, talk and the you-know-what talking always prevalent out there? It is not trad to call people names. It is not trad to condemn others and trash others in public. It is trad to be charitable and to will the good of others out of other people. To will the good out of other people. Excuse me. Sorry, I can't speak from English-speaking people. It's about treating people the way you would want to be treated. Did I just say that? Do we do that? Do we literally look in the mirror and say, I treat other people like I want to be treated? It's, it's hard with your family. Of, of course, that's the main thing. That you, you, A lot of people will talk to their family worse than they will talk to a stranger. We have to work on that. And yes, I'm talking to myself too. And, and doing the tasks that you don't necessarily want to do, but that you know will help you or help your team. It's about facing your fears. It takes discipline to face your fears so you can conquer them. And that's what discipline is. Discipline means taking the hard road, the uphill road, to do what's right. Right now, we have an uphill road. Everything's an uphill road. Do you have the discipline to do your mental prayer every day, to say your rosary, to do the Angelus, to go to Mass, to go to, to, go to confession, to treat your wife as a queen of the house, not as a servant of the house. To treat your, treat your in-laws right, good. To treat your enemies or people you don't like or respect, which should respect everybody, better. Therefore, that would make you respect others and more charitable to others. You hold people, hold open the door to people. The whole southern hospitality thing that you hear of. Good morning, good afternoon. Yes, sir, no, sir. 
Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Good morning. Just, you know, courtesy things like that. And it also starts with making the bed. You start with making the bed or some little thing like that. Little things build up to bigger things. There's, there's a, uh, in, in that movie, uh, For the Love of the Game, the catcher gets just trashed, just uh, blitzed off uh, mini bottles. And he tells uh, the pitcher, Tom, uh, uh, what's-his-face's character, the pitcher anyways in it, and he goes, uh, I just drank a lot of mini bottles. And his response was, well, a lot of mini bottles equal a big bottle. Same thing. For yourself and for other people. It's so often the easy path. The easy path that calls to us to be weak for that moment, to break down for that moment. To give in to the desire and the short-term gratification. I mean, you see, you see stuff like this. Virginia Diocese announces massive restrictions on traditional sacraments following Vatican crackdown. That'll get you mad. A lot of people get mad right off the bat. Takes discipline not to get mad. Why don't you say a Hail Mary for the bishop? And the Pope. How about a decade? This one. Cancels all Christmas masses. I don't agree with them doing it. Is it going to make you lose your peace over it? Australian, Australian bishops. Dutch cancels Christmas Midnight Mass. Any of that. Does it, what is your first emotion? Need your start lashing out on Twitter? But the discipline will not allow that. The discipline calls for strength and fortitude and will. Aren't those Catholic virtues in a sense? It won't accept weakness. It won't tolerate another breakdown. The discipline can seem like it's your worst enemy. But the reality is Discipline is your best friend. It will take care of you like nothing else can. And it will put you on that path. The path to strength and health and intelligence and happiness. Where did you say that? Are you disciplined enough to read, study the faith, read the catechisms, try to box, get all the catechism books that they have. Uh, Mediatrics Press, Catechism Books, Tr Council Trent, the CCC you can have on the desk for it's it's a paragraph thing. It's not to be read like a book. Alphonsus, how many books Alphonsus read? Almost a hundred. It's like a hundred books. One on the Virgin Mary got called a Mary worshiper because of it by the haters. People were loving the story I get. I brought up about Father uh, Willie Doyle. Nobody knows about him. I'm working on a podcast. Hopefully, in a couple months, I'll have one. Dom Garanger, his stuff is fantastic. If you haven't read, it, I'm reading it into the pro into the videos. I get very few people to watch it. Now you get all kinds of other people watching all sorts of other videos, but stuff like that. Why well, we had the discipline to listen to stuff? You know, two minutes of Garanger talking about, uh, you know, the, the, whatever the readings for the day is. Today's the 23rd of December. Uh, I haven't I haven't read it into the program yet. 
or Christmas. I just read the history practice and uh, missed, it, missed uh, mystical ideas of Christmas. Three chapters worth. They are fantastic. The when he talks about the joy that we should have in Christmas, that's it was it was it was blowing you away, mind blowingly good. Do we have the discipline to read stuff like that, or continue the reading stuff that? As one priest said, I don't have to go down to the sewer to know it stinks. So I'll hear people say, if you believe it, then you can achieve it. And the problem with that is they're leaving out the most important part of the equation. And that part is work, action, actually doing something. That's what you have to do to achieve anything. When it becomes saints, you got to will it. Are we praying, reading, doing mental prayer, going to the sacraments again? Yeah, you got to believe it, but you better get the work done. So if you ever find yourself manipulating your language when you want to give up on something, if you want to say it's because of this, because of that, because of the, another reason why you're falling by the wayside, check yourself. You just might be quitting. Don't do it! A person's strengths are often their biggest weaknesses. And so that also means that their weaknesses Give me their strengths. Me? I am weak. In all those ways that I listed, I am weak. But I don't accept that. I don't accept that I am what I am and that that is what I'm doomed to be. No. I don't accept that. I'm fighting. I'm always fighting. I'm struggling and I'm scrapping and kicking and clawing at those weaknesses to change them, stop them. Father makes a point in one of his lessons about uh, strive to enter the pearly gates. And he goes, that's a man, the translation is such a mamby-pamby way of saying it. And he talks about it's the Greek is actually like that scrape scrapping to climb, gnawing, to get over the hump as much as you can, a physical you know fortitude to get over to climb this mountain up there. It's not just strive. You're cute, yeah. We're gonna strive to make no, it's a grueling effort. Some days I win. Some days I don't. But each and every day. I get back up. This is the one when I played with Rocky when it says, it's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How, how hard you can get hit and keep going. In my old job, when we were clearing buildings or clearing houses or moving down the street situations, especially as a leader, you gotta pay attention as your team approaches doors inside that building. And you gotta think about what is beyond that door. 
this is a hallway, this is a bedroom, this is another section of the building that you didn't think about. Is there friendly forces behind that door? Or are there any behind that door? And you can think about that for a second, but eventually what you have to do is you have to get in there. And as I used to tell the boys, bust that door! And I'll tell you the same thing today. Don't wait forever. Don't plan forever. Bust that door and get in there. So easy to put things off. So easy to say, we're gonna do it tomorrow. Well, I you'll reprogram your brain and tell yourself that tomorrow is not a viable option. There's a sermon that talked about exactly that quote. Well, not that quote from Jocko, but St. Augustine talked about make me a saint, but not right now. Make me holy, but not now. That make me pure, but not right now. And then Father says, a lot of people are in hell for saying, I can do it tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't work. You do it today. You get it done today. That's what you do. And I move forward. With my fist clenched toward the battle. Toward the struggle. And I fight with everything I've got to overcome those weaknesses and those shortfalls and those flaws. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as Catholics? Fight with everything we can to become better, to overcome the flaws, to work on a flaw. What, I can't remember what saying it was. It said if we work out, I think it was Therese, the Teresa that said that uh, she gets rid of one flaw to be a saint. You can be a saint by get working on one year, working out one flaw out of your life. Do we work at it? Do we will it? We talk a good game. Behind cameras, we talk fantastic games. But when we get out and the rubber hits the road, do we cave? It's easy to talk into a camera and say something about this. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to be condescending and, and uh, talk, talk, you know. But, um, it's easy to call names when you're not looking at somebody in the face. How do we act when, when we're in front of other people? How do we do this in real life? When something bad happens to us, do we... Take advantage of the situation. Go, good. This is an opportunity for me to grow, to strengthen myself, to grow in fortitude, to become a better person and a better Catholic and become a saint. Or do we go the opposite way? As I strive to be just a little bit better today than I was yesterday. What do you do? What are you supposed to do when you fall off the path like that? What action should you take? Sit there and dwell and think about it forever? No! You fall off the path, what you do is you get right back on the path. But you still have to fight. And that's a good attitude to have, not just when you're checking into SEAL team. It's a good attitude to have in life, no matter what. Even if you're not going to win, you got to fight. Go get some! Even if you're not going to win, fight. And I keep saying, we're probably going to get our brains kicked in. In different situations, different, in a different topic than this. But you still got to fight. You really can't, you can't change the vision. You can't change the hierarchy of the church. You can't change yourself. And changing yourself to become a saint will change the hierarchy later on. Maybe you'll work to convert a bishop, a priest, or a pope. Maybe we'll earn, earn the ability to have a good bishop, a good pope. Work with you. Pray for your priest. Do everything you can to back up your priest that you have right now. Your parish priest, 
make sure they know that they that you appreciate them. Anything, everything they do, appreciate it. Tell them thank you. They don't hear a lot of thank yous. They get me. They'll get mean letters. Someone doesn't like something, just like you see on Reagan in secular ways, like Yelp. You'll get the uh, negative comments. It's hard to give the positive comments. It's easy to break down and destroy than it is to build up. Give them. Make sure they know you got their back. You got a good bishop. You make sure that they know that you got their back too. Pray for them. Sacrifice for them. Have masses said for them. There are, regardless of what other people say, there are good bishops out there. They may say some things that you don't agree. They're human. They're gonna say things that aren't aren't perfect 100% of the time. You're, if you're expecting perfection, you're gonna be disappointed big time. And then all of a sudden, you're now you're then you got to think about how much you judge the other person, and better hope to God that He is not as harsh as you are to other people come your judgment day. I'm gonna finish with this. Going to your book a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, pick up going back to that first thought. Standing up means voluntarily accepting the burden of being. Your nervous system responds in an entirely different manner when you face the demands of life voluntarily. You respond to a challenge instead of bracing for a catastrophe. You see the gold the dragon hoards instead of shrinking in terror from the all too real fact of the dragon. You step forward to take your place in the dominance hierarchy and occupy your territory, manifesting your willingness to defend, expand, and transform it. To stand up straight with your shoulders back is to accept the terrible responsibility of life with eyes wide open. The reason I... Do that. It's getting worse out there. Stand up to it. Don't back down. Or drop your knees on it. How about that? You can stand up to it too. Figuratively. Stand up to it by dropping to your knees. There's great videos of people in Austria doing uh, rosary processions. There's uh, all kinds of processions going on all over the world right now. Catholic ones, too. Be proud of who you are. Where's your dignity, O Christian? Was it the Pope St. Leo the Great says during Christmas? Know your dignity. This Christmas season, joyful. If we're getting pounded in the ground, smile back at it. I knew a man who once said death smiles at his wall. All a man can do is smile back. Actually, no, it's Nicole working with the company. I was doing a, a speech, and I was doing some Q&A at the end, and a guy asked me, how do you define character, and how do you build it? And I'd actually never been asked this question before, and quite frankly, I hadn't really thought about it very much. And, and this guy had thought about it, and I talked to him afterwards, and it was something that... He, it was why he really wanted to hear me talk because he wanted to get my perspective on this. And I answered the question like this. I, I said, you know, for me, character is not a very complex thing. For me, character is you do what's right. <laughs> you do what's right. You do the right thing. That's what you do. And if you do the right thing, regardless of what the consequences are, that, that represents character. And so then how do you build character? It's a beautiful thing because it's the same thing. 
if you want to build character, you do the right thing. You do the right thing for yourself. You do the right thing for your family. You do the right thing for your, the people that you know. You do the right thing for your community. You do the right thing for your country. That's what you do. And now, on an individual level, those things are hard things often, right? If those are hard things. You have to make the right decisions. You have to be, live a disciplined life. Those build character, those little things that you do on a daily basis to make yourself better, to improve your health, to improve your, your situation in life. You're doing those things. They're hard to do. And when you do those things, they build your character. And ultimately, they lead to your, your, your character being a good character as opposed to a bad one. But I'd never been asked that question before, and I thought that the simplicity of it is pretty clear when you think about it, you know, when you think about the people that you know, you know, when I, when I think about the, the people that I worked for in the military or that worked for me, up or down the chain of command, what, what is it that made them people that, because, you know, there's bad character. You know, we, we can't sit here and pretend like everybody that just because you're in the military, you've got great character. That's absolutely not true. But what about those people? And I, I you know, I thought through this in, in three seconds as this guy asked me this question. You know, I thought to myself, well, what about the guys that I know that have good character, that I look to and say, yeah, this, this person I trust, you know, without question, what kind of person is that? That's the person that you know is going to do the right thing all the time, regardless of the consequences. And a couple of things about that. First of all, it isn't easy. In fact, usually the right thing is the toughest thing. You know, it, it, it's, the, it's the hard decision. The second thing is it doesn't always turn out um, for the best mm -hmm. when you do the right thing. Lots of times we stumble. You know, and and your listeners may think that the three of us, you know, have always uh, you know been on the top of the heap, but all three of us have fallen short. You know, I mean, uh, I'll tell you this: uh, languishing in that prison camp, the first the first month in that prison camp, I laid there in 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 blood and sweat and tears, and uh, and and my mental state was just in the tank because I'd given up. Fighter pilots are not supposed to give up. Jim and I weren't trained to, <laughs> to surrender. And, and my, my mental, my, the depression that I had just because of that. And I think that largely in life, you, you know, when you do do the right thing and it doesn't turn out right, then you have to get up, dust yourself off, get back in the, back in the, in the fray. And that's tough to do. You know, the last thing you want to do when, when, when you're getting beat up every, from every side and you really want to quit, the last thing you want to do is to, is to stand up and, and be forceful again to, to, you know, to, to take control of the situation. And yet, it's those kinds of challenges in life that build that character, you know, that, that really make the difference between you know, the, 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 the positive life uh, the life lived well and those guys and gals that, uh, that don't make those kind of decisions. You're getting beat up out there. Stand up, fight against it. Prayer, penance, fasting, sacrifice. Now, a couple days of Christmas, so we're not going to tell you to, feed, uh, to fast, obviously. Feast, be joyful. It might be harder to be joyful than it would be to fast during the season of Christmas right now. You might be thinking, How's there, how can you have any joy in this? There's millions of reasons to have joy. It might be harder to do joy than it would be to do penance during the Christmas season. Do it. Smile. 
say Merry Christmas to everybody you can. Again, if you read Dom Garanger, he talks about the utter joy that comes from this season. I was smiling reading it into the thing. It's, it's well worth reading it for yourself, to the family. Maybe you'll change your attitude on things. Have joy during it. Three cheers for joy. You're not alone. Say, hell Mary for me and I'll be eternally grateful. Say one for you as well. God love you.